Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Baco Booth. My name is Benson Fector, and I will be the host of the show today. <clears throat> now, if you didn't know something, I want to make it known that the Pittsburgh Pirates season may be over, but the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, even though we're in postseason, is not over. And if you've been following my Instagram account at Box Dugout, you know that we've been following closely the Pittsburgh Pirates affiliate Arizona Fall League team, and that is the Surprise Saguaros. Now, the Surprise Saguaros are on the Arizona Fall League in the Western Division and ran out to a 5-4 and four record right now. Uh, over the course of the past week, we didn't really get to talk much about it last week because we were in Oakland uh, celebrating Masaroski. But we are covering the saguaros, um, and they're happening. So every week, what I'm going to be doing is giving a player of the week in general for the saguaros, and then the Pirates player of the week, pitcher, glove, and so forth. So the player of the week overall for me was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays. He bad 400, uh, 6 for 15 with three RBIs. Now, Vlad Jr. is... The biggest of biggest prospects, right? His dad, Hall of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero. And Toronto is somebody special on him, right? It's fun to watch guys like this. And it's also kind of fun to know that he'll be off the American League East and not battling us in the National League Central. But he's been playing fantastic for the Saguaros. Excellent week from Vlad Jr. I'm sure uh, Pops will be proud. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with next season. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, Our Pirates player of the week in was Cole Tucker, batted 167, 2 for 12 with an RBI. Really, it was either between Cole Tucker and Brian Reynolds. Uh, Brian Reynolds didn't have a hit this week. Uh, Cole Tucker had two. Really not a good week offensively for the entire team. And um, <clears throat> Cole Tucker was the best out of all of them, I guess. He had a double in those, one of those two hits, and he drove in a run. But Cole Tucker, um, many believe, is will take over for Kevin Newman. At some point, uh, Kevin Newman is sort of the stopgap between uh, Mercer and Tucker. And you know, Newman could run with that job, uh, but Cole Tucker definitely, he most likely will start the season in AAA next season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he performs in spring training and for sure in the rest of the Arizona Fall League. Because Cole, T- I, he was first round pick, what, like three or four years ago? Um, and everybody sort of expected him. He's been the higher ranked prospect than Kevin Newman. Um, so we'll see how Cole Tucker performs at the major league level when he gets there. Pitcher of the week is to Connor Jones out of St. Louis Cardinals organization. Two and a third innings work, one game, three hits, one run uh, earned, no walks, four strikeouts, a 3.85 ERA, and a 1.28 whip. <laughs> to be honest with you, the pitch in the years in the fall league is not that good. I believe our ERA, if I can pull that up real quick. Our team ERA this past week is 8.38. And just overall this season in the first nine games, it's 7.11. So there's not that many good options to choose from. And really, teams don't send their premier pitching prospects to the Arizona Fall League. Like our, the Pirates, I'd say premier pitching guys, Dario Agres, all of them sent. Um, he was on the 40-man roster. He could be something special, but he's not like a Mitch Keller-type pitcher or somebody like that who has that upward potential. There are a couple, uh, Nate Pearson from the Blue Jays this year, but really, Connor Jones, solid week. Um, 
Hopefully you don't make it to the majors anytime soon. For the Pirates, Blake Wyman, three in the third innings, pitched two games. One for one got the save yesterday, actually. Three hits, no runs, no earned, no walks, three strikeouts, zero ERA, and a 0.90 whip. Uh, congrats from Blake Wyman, a lower-level prospect. Um, he might be able to move up into the system. I would not expect a 2019 pants but maybe in September. By 2020, Blake Wyman should be in Pittsburgh. Now, our glove of the week, uh, just in general, because he's been absolutely awesome, is Cole Tucker. 15 total chances, 13 assists, two putouts, and double play, no errors. Um, that's what really excites me about Cole Tucker is his glove. That can come along a bit. He will be a really, really exciting player. So lots of great stuff in the Arizona Fall League this week. We'll continue to recap um, as the surprise Saguaros are one game back in the AFL West behind the Peoria. Javelinas, and they take on the Scottsdale Scorpions at 3.35 p.m. today in hopes of uh, getting a share of first place. So let's talk Pirates baseball because that's uh, what we all like, right? I'll talk a little bit prospects, right? The Pittsburgh Pirates season is over and the championship series is still going on. No moves to bolster the 2019 Pirates can be made. So it's time to review some prospects for the next few weeks. There's many ways to build a baseball team through the drafts, free agency, trades, but having a strong farm system is always a nice added bonus as it allows for more depth and trade options. Unfortunately for the Pittsburgh Pirates, their farm system isn't strong. It's a rather average system using the Fangraphs rankings. They'll now be used in this show and further shows related to reviewing the Pirates prospects this past year. Rankings change over time, and because of that, this series will be encompassed of two main time frames, start of the season and end of the season. No midseason changes will be mentioned. The start of the series focuses, focused on guys who were off the list at the end of the season for some reason, likely a trade or graduating. The next two parts will take a look at Nick Kingham and Jordan Luplo, two players who weren't on the list to start and would have graduated by the end of the year. Both players were listed as other prospects of note before the year began. <clears throat> Overall, Nick King made 13 starts for the Indianapolis Indians and 15 starts in 18 games with the Pittsburgh Pirates as he fluttered up and down the system throughout the year. He has no options left, so the Pirates will have to make a decision on the soon-to-be 27-year-old. The four-and-fourth-round pick started off his career as best as he could hope with seven shutout, one-hit innings. After that, Star Kingdom produced a 5.75 ERA, 6.16 FIP, struck out just 18.8% of batters, and opponents hit for a 276 average, a 345 OBP, and a 548 slugging against. Part of that could be the up and down between AAA and the major league level, but Kingham still struggled regardless of the reasoning. Alex Stumpf at the point of Pittsburgh suggested in July. <clears throat> that King could be used as an opener, but King still had a 4.43 ERA and a 5.41 fifth. An opener wouldn't have helped him much. King pitched poorly, but given his pedigree, he's still likely a major league arm in some capacity, despite the struggles in 2018. However, where does he fit on the Pirates with no option remaining, with Clay Holmes being the most likely player to fill the 2019 Nick Kingham role? The rotation is set with Tyone and Archer at the top, followed by Musgrove and Nova, unless the Pirates look to dump Nova and his $9 million, a reasonable amount for a veteran reliever who's been around, a 1.5 warped pitcher of Pittsburgh, 
if you're in 32 starts a year. There's no spot, there's no spot readily available. The natural second option would be the bullpen, but Vasquez, Kella, and Crick have the back end. Rodriguez will look to move up a spot slash get the Pirates out of trouble, and the club will look to fill Santana's spot. That leaves two spots for the bullpen, one which will likely go to a left-handed pitcher and then perhaps a long man. The Pirates don't believe in loogies, so if Brault is the left-handed pitcher, that also takes care of a pitcher who can give length if the starter struggles or the game goes long. The roster crunch will be fascinating this offseason for Kingdom's future. He has no spot on the rotation, especially with the top pitching prospect, Mitch Keller being on the verge of a call. The bullpen has a solid core of four with a lovely foundation replacing Santana with two spots. Some of the struggles I showed into or try and bring him back on a minor league deal. Regardless of what the future holds, it was here for the radio. Just as a note, all my numbers are from baseball reference. That is a fact. <clears throat> I decided to trade him for uh, lower level minor league prospects with maybe some high upside or try to bring him back on a minor league deal. But there's no way I'd put him on the opening day roster. I mean, that's not any minor league option, so you can't start him out in Indianapolis. And I'd feel comfortable with Clay Holmes being the Nick Kingham. 2019. <clears throat> um, Clay Holmes struggled, obviously, uh, throughout the season, but I believe with more experience, he will be a serviceable sixth starter, and really all he has to be a serviceable as that sixth guy. The rotation is set, and Nick Cam, just sort of the odd man out in the situation. Uh, and it, it was a rough year after that miraculous state. We want to do something, or a little bit of report cards, right? And today I want to continue our Pittsburgh Pirates 2018 report cards with rookie third baseman Colin Moran. When the Pittsburgh Pirates acquired Colin Moran as part of the deal that sent Garrett Cole to the Houston Astros, the team was hopeful that they had found their third baseman for the foreseeable future. A first-round draft pick in 2013, Moran put together a strong season in 2017 with Houston's Triple A. led to the Pirates willing to part with Cole. So how did Moran perform in his first full season in the major leagues? Let's take a look at his offense. Moran rolled 415 at-bats over 144 games while man in the hot corner for the Pirates last season. He posted a respectable 277 average, a 340 OBP, and a 407 slugging with 11 home runs, including a memorable opening day grand slam. His WRC plus of 103 was barely above league average and along with his 0.7 war. Moran was just slightly above the replacement level last year. On the face of it, Moran's performance last year was hardly what the team and fans were hoping for from uh, one of the centerpieces in the return for Cole. However, there were signs that Moran could eventually be better than he was last year. Moran did a good job of hitting the ball to all fields. Going to left, 37.6%, center, 31.8%, and right, 30.6%, at fairly even rates. He also made medium contact on 52.1% of his balls in play, and hard contact on 32.6% of the time. Now, to lay out a contradiction right away, some of the other advanced statistics for Moran are cause for concern. Last year, Moran's barrel percentage, which is 5.2, slightly below league average, and his average exit velocity was 88 miles per hour, slightly above league average. 
So much like Morant's war total from 2018, he was basically a just above the average third baseman, at least at the plate. Now, defensively, Moran was not very good last season. His fielding percentage in 934 and two-thirds innings was 961. Advanced metrics confirm that Moran has room to grow as a third baseman. His defensive run saved, or DRS, was minus 8, and his UCR and UCR 150 were negative 7.0 and negative 9.3, respectively. Moran did log 10 innings at first base for the Astros in 2017, but at this point, he seems to be a third baseman going forward, given that the Pirates have Josh Bell at that position on the parent club and some prospects who are not too far away. Of all the positions that the Pirates may look to upgrade this offseason, third base could be at the top of the list since the team is in fairly good shape around the field. The Pirates also have a fairly team-friendly option they could choose to exercise on Jung-ho Gong, and if that happens, Moran's immediate announced competition at third. So his overall grade, Moran is young enough, has enough potential, and the Pirates are not going to just give up on him, consider that he was one of the players that came over uh, in return of Cole. And it makes even more sense that the team will want to give him a fairly long leash. He was not a bad player last year, but was slightly above replacement level. So it makes sense that the Astros were willing to gamble with partying with him. As of now, he should be penciled in as a team starting third baseman in 2019, but that could change depending on if the Pirates bring back Gong or decide to explore the free agent market. Final letter grade, B- minus for Colin Moran. Now the third baseman spot is really an interesting one for the Pirates. Beginning of 2018, uh, there was a platoon between uh, Colin Moran and uh, David Freeze. Pirates traded David Freeze, uh, obviously to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who homered yesterday in NLCS Game 6. But after uh, Freeze was traded, Moran got the majority of the playing time, and he did pretty well, right? Um, but still, he is an above-average third baseman, and he is young. Well, it's not doubt He's a young player, and he has room to grow. But we have tried Jose Osuna at third platoon with him, and really... If the Pirates do choose to bring back Jung Ho Gong, there's going to be a competition. I mean, I realistically, you could see a platoon there. And realistically as well, you could possibly see Jung Ho Gong supplanting Colin Moran at third base for next season. Now, that's obviously Moran will have a chance at winning the job. He could be the player we all thought he was going to be. But let's say Moran has a season like this in 2019 and Gong proves that he's mashing the ball like he usually does. Gong should be the starting third baseman. Now, he only has a one-year team option, but really, the Jungle Gong situation puts a wrench in the Pirates situation, right? Conran was brought over in the Garrett Cole trade, and the Pirates wanted Conran because Jungle Gong was... He wasn't supposed to be here. That's why we traded for a third baseman of the future, because we all thought that Jungle Gong was essentially gone, not to confuse the last name with the word gone, but he was in South Korea, he didn't have a visa, there was no path for him to get to the country, but then all of a sudden he got to the country and miraculously got back to Pittsburgh for the final, well, Cincinnati, but was playing for the Big League Ball Club last weekend of the season, and he played uh, played pretty well. So, what happens in that situation? I mean, 
And the thing is, if Moran does ends up losing his starting job, I mean, he'd be a valuable bench piece to a fantastic job of pinch hitting. But really, he's only a third baseman. He's only a third baseman. And if he doesn't start next season, and if Jung Ho Gon takes over that spot for 2019, you'd have to imagine Key Brian Hayes would be ready by 2020. And Key Brian Hayes is more exciting defensively and offensively than Colin Moran is. So at that point, you're out of luck with Mr. Moran. I mean, look, I, I love the guy. I'm high on him. And I honestly do believe he's going to prove to be the type of player we thought he was going to be in 2019. Oh, we thought he was going to be great in 18, but I believe he'll be great in 19. It was a rookie season, and it was a fine one. And above average for their base. But the Pirates are looking to make the playoffs next year and be contenders for a World Series championship. Do you see Cole Moran being your starting third baseman? Or do you see a healthy Jung Ho Gong, a 2015-esque Gong, with a full healthy season under his belt in Pittsburgh? What do you want more? What And the Pirates, they could realistically say, no, we don't want to bring Gong back. Okay, right? He had this DUI problems, the sexual assault allegations. Um, He's an unknown commodity. He hasn't really played baseball in a while. $5.5 million is a lot of money. We could spend that elsewhere. All those arguments are valid, and Neil Honeyton may choose to go down that path. Or you could say, hey, let's take a risk on Gong 5.5. It is a good amount of money, but it's worth the risk. Or does Neil Honeyton go out and explore the free agent market? Does he explore the potential for baseman, for, for baseman on the open market and free agency? Because that is a realistic idea for Neil Huntington. Now, do I think he's going to do it? No, because I believe he still has faith in, as he enters his sophomore season. But if we take a look, you know, um, at who is available. So, who are the guys available? Now, we obviously know if we look at the third baseman market, Josh Donaldson is coming up. He's a free agent. You can take him out of the Pirates price range. I mean, he's going to get, I believe, 18 mil a year, and the Pirates just aren't going to want to do that. Now, Adrian Beltre, will he retire? Will he not retire? Could that be an option for the Pirates? Um, I personally believe Adrian Beltre, he's going to either be with the Rangers or he's going to retire. Uh, so take him off the list. Then you have a guy like Eduardo Escobar, who I believe is probably going to get himself a decent contract, 13 mil a year. I'm thinking, they'd rather bring back Gong than get an Eduardo Escobar. Now, some other potential guys, you have uh, a guy like Trevor Plouffe. Um, he didn't play that much in uh, Philadelphia last year. Will Middlebrooks um, didn't play all last year. Mark Reynolds, Ryan Flaherty, Pablo Sandoval. So, really, the third baseman market isn't that deep, but it'll be it's going to be interesting to see what the Pirates do the direction they go. Um, my hope is that we bring back Jung Ho Gong and we platoon them. That that is what I want the team to do for 2019, and it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, on the third base, oh, of many other times to discuss it this offseason, as it is only October. Um, but it's going to be an interesting decision for Neil Huntington to make this offseason. All right, I want to talk a little bit about Trevor Williams and give him a grade. 
When the 2018 campaign began, the Pittsburgh Pirates were probably hoping that Trevor Williams would be a serviceable, middle-of-the-rotation starting pitcher. Williams, the team, and much more, capping off with an unbelievable second half of the season. The right-hander will head into 2019 as a lock for the rotation, but let's take a look at exactly what Williams did during the best season of his career to date. Across the board, Williams set career highs in many categories. He tossed a total of 170 and two-thirds innings and compiled a record of 14-10. His ERA of 3.11 and FIP of 3.86 were both the best marks of his young career. Along with his war of 2.5, Trump in the 2.3 he put up in 2017. While his strikeouts per nine did drop to 6.64 from 7.00 last season, he became better at limiting free passes as he allowed just 2.9 per nine innings compared to 3.11 he issued in the previous season. But it was the second half of the season that saw Williams really turn the corner as a starting pitcher. In his 12 starts after the All-Star break, Williams allowed just three home runs in 71 and two-thirds innings and had an ERA of 1.38. Of those 12 starts, Williams allowed no runs in seven of them and one run in two of them. The most runs he allowed in a start in the second half was when he gave up four runs over five innings against St. Louis on September 10th. Williams was a workhorse in the second half, too, giving the Pirates a quality start in nine of those starts. To say that this performance was unexpected isn't Williams is not the type of pitcher who is going to strike out double-digit hitters when he's on the mound, but he showed this year that he can be successful. There will certainly be some regression next season since it is highly doubtful that he will be able to string together so many great starts like he did in the second half. But even if he sees his ERA move closer to four, he should be able to continue to generate ground balls because that number has been fairly consistent so far in his career. Both the likes of Jameson Tyon, Chris Archer, and Joe Musgrove already locked into rotation. Williams brings a different pitching style to a rotation that is shaping up to be one of the team's strengths in 2019. Final other day for Trevor Williams, a plus. Fantastic season for Melamo Trevor Williams. And in case you know, he also, him and Albrolti, they do a podcast, IMHO. Uh, it's kind of funny if you want to go check that out, but Williams was a stud. We cannot underplay that. And Williams, well, let's say this. Let's say the Pirates did make the postseason in 2018, did get that one extra win a month to get into the playoffs. Let's say they did that. With the rotation and bullpen that we have or had in 2018, let's say Polanco didn't hurt and Tella wasn't shut down and Musgrove wasn't shut down and Archer wasn't shut down. That rotation is a force to be back to win. We can get in 2019. Watch out. I'm telling you. It's a realistic possibility that the Pirates make the playoffs next season. And it's a realistic possibility that Trevor Williams could be. He really is anywhere in the rotation from an ace-like pitcher to a fourth or fifth starter. You, you know, when he made his first career start back in L.A. two years ago, I didn't like him. But I love me some Trevor Williams now. He's a great guy, too. Absolutely fantastic person. And really, that whole rotation is just a close-knit group. You know, Jameson Tyne leading the way and Trevor Williams and 
Musgrove and Nova and Archer. And it's sad that Chad Cole had to undergo Tommy John surgery because he's a part of that close-knit group. It's a group that loves each other. It's a group that supports each other. And I know it's cliche, but they're brothers. You couldn't really say that by the rotations of the Pirates' playoff past. This is a young group of guys that love each other, that are there for each other, that care about each other, that are friends that hang out in the offseason, that hang out in the Like, it's a group that you can't help but fall in love with, that starting rotation. And you can fall in love with a crappy starting rotation. But this one is dominant, too. It makes it just so fun. So fun. Because the rotation the Pirates have is going to be a force. But it's an unknown force. Not unknown around the league, but unknown around the media and unknown around other apps. I've been reading article after article after article. Pirates need to rebuild this all season. What? We need to rebuild this all season? No. We're looking to compete in 2019 and win a World Series championship. That's reasonable. It's a very reasonable goal. And it all starts on February 23rd when the Pirates play the Phillies in Clearwater. That's when the mission starts. That's when the vision, that's when the goal for number six starts. Okay, the last time the Pirates won a World Series was 1979. It's 2018 going on 19. That's a long time. The city is starving for a championship. They're starving for competitive baseball. It was brought back in 2018, too. Just disappoints me that the fan base didn't support them. That we had such crappy attendance. We had a winning record for the fourth time since 1992. Tell me that's not an accomplishment. That was a building block for 2019. I said this all along, and I believe if we we could have made the playoffs last year, this year, very easily. One extra win a month. We We could be in this right now, but we're not. Tell me you can't see the Pirates replicating 2018 and 91 win a month. With a full season of Archer, with a full season of Musgrove, with a full season of Kella, Tell me they won't. With maybe Jungho Gong back, they're going to add that one extra win a month, and the team is going to be exciting. This part seems easy to fall in love with because they're young, they're fun, and they're controllable, and they're going to be here for a while. This is going to be fun. 2019, I'm already so excited for it, and the World Series hasn't even concluded yet. It's going to be some fun times, you know? It's going to be a long offseason. We're going to have to talk about, oh, what's Neil Huntington going to do? What free agents are you going to get? Is he going to get? 2019 is coming. Major League Baseball, 30 other teams in the league, watch out. We're coming. And we're not going to be slowing down. All right, so we about two minutes left in the show, so I just want to talk about the Sugawaros a little bit. On today, they take on the Scottsdale Scorpions, 3.35 p.m. Um, that's the goal team is going to win the Arizona Fall League. I can't wait until the World Series ends just because I really don't care at this point. 
and I want to watch the Saguaros on the network, MLB Network, that is. So hopefully they can uh, keep it going, and uh, I'll see you next week on a wonderful episode of Paco Booth. We'll see you all next Saturday. Have a great week, and until then, uh, hopefully the Saguaros can uh, just dominate this week. We'll see you all on Saturday.